Hello, everyone, and welcome back to James Cameron's Titanic Scene by Scene. I'm Brittany Butler. I'm Ethan Brem. And we are back. Back? What? <laughs> Finally. We just, we just released something last week, didn't we? I, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The beginning of, when was it? it was Ju- I think it was July. The beginning of July. Of July. Yeah. yeah, the beginning of July was... But that was probably recorded in, like, April. Yeah, that was recorded a long time ago. I don't. I still don't know why I held on to that so long. I was just thinking we were going to be able to yeah, <laughs> do yeah, punch-ins. Yeah. I, it's just. I didn't think I'd be out for this long, and it's been yeah. like because the first time I had this back in January, it was like it didn't last as long because mm-hmm. like I could take uh, ibuprofen, but because I took so much ibuprofen, I got a stomach ulcer, so like oh. my inflammation has been a lot worse, so I right. can't take ibuprofen, and so that's right. why it's been taking longer. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. But yes, that is the reason for the absence, which we explained on socials. And I did that little disclaimer at the beginning of the last episode just to let you guys know what's going on. Because I know yeah. some of you guys were asking, where are you? Like, when are you coming back? Did you just stop? Like, yeah, yeah, we're just I, like, eh, so- that's enough. <laughs> just no warning get, either. We just we just stopped talking about it, never to be seen or heard again. No. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what was going on with that. So what I want to do is I want to start our episodes now with, um, you know, a nice comment we got or a listener letter or, you know, which is, you know, an email <laughs> to us or a voicemail via Anchor. Uh, whatever you guys want to send in, I want to start starting our episodes with a message from one of you guys. I think it just will be a nice way to kick things off. So today I'm going to read a real quick email here from KJ. He emailed us and said, thank you so much for taking the time to create this podcast. I am completely drawn in already and I'm already in tears during the first episode when you read a young man's review of the film. Uh, This film also changed my life. I'm so grateful to have insight into the film and event through another super fan's view. Many thanks, KJ. That's cool. So thank you, KJ. Thanks. Appreciate it. If you have anything you want to share, send it our way. All the links will be in the description. We would love to hear from you. But yeah, we're back. And obviously we've been away for a while now. And so some stuff has happened Mm -hmm. uh, while we've been away. Well, at least for me. And one of those things was I got to see Titanic on the big screen again for the first time in six or seven years, right? Since 2012. I saw it for my birthday uh, during my birthday weekend. It wrapped up my birthday weekend, actually. And it was perfect. It was playing at my local theater for their big screen classics series um and it was uh presented on 35 millimeter film which was so awesome it was just beautiful it was so warm and there were like all the little cracks in the film and everything it was amazing yeah that's sick and yeah, it was so great. But yeah, the whole big screen classic series thing. I was like, what? We're, we're, we're here already? Yep. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's 22 years. 
I know. Honestly, though, like, I think this was an instant classic. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see it, yeah. It's crazy, though, to just see it, because this is, like, a super art deco, hipstery theater, and, you know, the other movies in their big screen classic series uh, this past summer were Casablanca, um, (laughs) you know, uh, the original A Star is Born... Um, his girl Friday, yeah. uh, some other stuff like you know, like the actual <laughs> old school like, classics. You, I think it's easier to have perspective though too. Like obviously, like even things that are instant classics, you don't know what they're in hindsight what it's going to be viewed as. And exactly. Know? So like even though like things that are coming out in modern day that feel like instant classics, maybe in a few years it won't like we won't think of it the same way. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Titanic still is was groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the experience of seeing it on the big screen again was amazing, especially since, you know, I, I sat down and watched it in the theater mid doing this podcast now. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like amazing to try to get like a different perspective um, because 300 people showed up oh, wow. to see it. And That's this was cool. one night only two days after my birthday. Um, and I went with my cousin Keith, who has seen the movie before, but I, I wouldn't say he's like on the fence about it. He's just one of those people that's like, eh, like it's whatever, like it's not really for me. Obviously, I can appreciate that it's a good movie. Yeah. He didn't really understand the actual scale of it because he had never seen it in the theater. And so it was amazing to see all these people there. I mean, people of all ages. It was insane. Little kids and their parents two elderly like 90 year old ladies in the back and then me and then like a bunch of like 30 year olds and all middle-aged people it was just just across the board everyone was coming to see this movie well the 90 year olds were probably thought it was the old 30s version or something oh yeah i didn't see them until we were leaving they looked like really emotionally moved yeah um and i was like they were probably relating to old rose yeah it's just crazy when you think about that well and they could probably and they probably knew people who were on it maybe or who i mean maybe not on it you know their parents probably vividly remembered oh yeah the titanic so that's yeah cool. it was crazy but it was it, it warmed my heart so much to see so many smaller kids i'm talking like maybe seven eight nine years uh, old i was like oh yes like I, like I was wondering i'm like oh my god are they seeing it for the first time mm-hmm. are they already weirdly obsessed kids like i was and they're seeing it on the big screen for the first time either way it was so exciting and there was a 12 year old girl with a titanic shirt on and she was <laughs> running all excited to get a seat cool. <laughs> it was just so cool i was getting so excited and it felt like such an event, right? It felt like I was going to see a concert. The guy that ran the theater came down and like talked to us, hyped it up, and was like, "Oh well, yeah, we're watching Titanic." I'm like, "Wow, ah, this is so exciting!" That's cool. And um, and yeah, it was so good. And it's one thing to see it in the theater, like I did in 2012, where. It was such a wide release that yeah. there weren't many people in the theater, mm-hmm. just a few scattered people and me. So like, yeah. it wasn't really like a communal, amazing experience or whatever. People were there because they're like, oh, I'll see it. Yeah. But this, I felt like I was time traveling to 1997. The sort of theater I was seeing it in and then the fact that it was on 35 millimeter the way people saw it back in 1997. Mm-hmm. Having 300 people in the theater as if it was, you know, the new It movie opening weekend you have to see or something like that, you know. It was amazing. That's awesome. I didn't really fully appreciate how well the movie really works in that setting and like the pacing and all that stuff until you see it 
in a packed theater like that, the energy is so heightened, like it heightens every single emotion. And so I never noticed how fun the first half of the movie is yeah. um, until I saw it in that setting. Yeah. I, like, I don't know, but I, I, it was just so much fun. And then as soon as they hit the iceberg, you felt a shift in the theater mm-hmm. and then you could hear a pin drop for the rest of the movie yeah you just felt that stillness and reverence in the theater the whole time it was oh it was amazing how much were tickets just curious 13 dollars. okay i'm gonna say something about that that's a price where you know people are gonna go see it because they want to see it well and it's one night only so mm-hmm. but there's a theater chain out here called harkins and they have these things called tuesday night classics and every tuesday they show like an older movie and so I mm-hmm. wrote to them and I said they should play Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure mm-hmm. and they said okay we'll put it on the list for next year so they did it but the tickets for that event are five dollars mm-hmm. a lot of times you get people just coming in who have no idea what this movie is right and they're just like yeah I, I just go every Tuesday and just see the movie mm-hmm. there were some people there who were like really big fans but mm-hmm. then there are a lot of people who were just like, eh. And so, like, the energy wasn't really what I was hoping. Right. Maybe if it, it was, like, an event where it was, like, $13, $10 a ticket, you'd get people who really wanted to see the movie and who would, who would maybe drive from farther away to come see it. So, it was kind of right. disappointing, but... Um, that's cool. You got no. to you got to see that experience, though. That's cool. Oh yeah, it was amazing. This felt like I was truly seeing it for the first time in the theater. Yeah. The way it was originally presented, you know. Yeah. But it was so funny because the theater. I guess they forgot to combine the two reels because it's on two reels oh, or whatever. Yeah, so... so we were halfway through the movie and it was like such an intense moment, and then suddenly, like, and the reel just stopped. Where does it stop when they do the two reels? It stops right before Rose is about to get on the lifeboat okay i read online that when it was a vhs version i think mm-hmm. you know it's split i think the, the end of the tapes stops when he says you're gonna get your news headline yep anyone that watched the vhs has very strong memories of <laughs> i believe you may get your headlines yeah, mr ismay cut funny. to black <laughs> end of tape one that's funny um but yeah it ended yeah this because because yeah like when that happened i was like, okay well it's not there because because first of all i wasn't expecting yeah that to happen when you see it in a theater that's funny it was just at the most random moment you know jack's like get on the boat rose and she's like no not without you they're mid-conversation and then like the reel starts you know crackling and showing all those numbers and letters and random stuff yeah and then the lights come back up and they had to switch the reel and i was having a heart attack and yeah i wonder what it would what it would have looked like when they actually did it correctly like if it would have been a smooth transition right because when i saw it it was digital obviously with the 3d so exactly it's It's just interesting that was an experience but yeah it it was so good yeah so my cousin keith i think he understood a lot more because he's 20 um, so he was born in 98. So he, he definitely had no, <laughs> you know, you know yeah. no recollection of Titanic mania or anything like that. And so I think he gained a definite new appreciation for it, seeing it in the theater. And he understood like why it became what it became. And it was funny because on our way to the theater, we were talking about, um, or rather I was talking about, the Rotten Tomatoes scores for Titanic and how many people like hate the movie so much or at least claim to hate it. I don't think yeah. haters hate it as much as they say no, they do. They, they hate it because it's cool to hate it. Exactly. And so as when we left the theater, I asked Keith, hey, so uh, what do you got to say to those people now that think this is a terrible movie? And he cut me off and he was like, uh, no, 
No, it's not even up for debate. Yeah. This was, cool. It's it's not. It's it's just what <laughs> you converted somebody. That's cool though. But it but yeah, the Rotten Tomato scores are crazy to me. And I meant to talk about this in our introduction episode. It's weird talking about this now, but it's our yeah. podcast. We can talk about what we want. The scores really bother me because it's eighty nine percent fresh critics, okay. really which good. is pretty good. That's yeah. only one yeah. percent away from being in the A you know, the A percentile. For a movie that's hyped up as much as Titanic was, that's a good score, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, 1% away from being in the 90s. I-, I can I can live with that, okay? Yeah. But the audience score is 69. <laughs> it's still fresh. Still fresh, but only like 9% over being rotten. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that technically converts to a D. Yeah. Seriously. Only 69% of audiences liked the most popular movie of all time for a while that became popular because audiences loved it. Huh. I know that's weird, right? Cause it's, it's very interesting. Cause it's yeah, it was basically for a decade. It was the most highest grossing. It was the highest grossing movie ever. And then it was the second highest grossing yeah. for another 12 years or for something. A while, yeah. So, I mean like for the audience score to be low is kind of bizarre. It's kind of like maybe the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know, mm. people who, have passionately don't like it are gonna be more likely to post their comments i guess i don't know i don't know but it's crazy there's 35 million ratings for the movie on there what's the imdb score the imdb score is like a 7.8 or something that's actually really good for imdb though yeah yeah movies over a seven are usually pretty good i consider over a seven a good rating on imdb I, I do too, actually. Yeah, when anything hits six, I'm like, mm. Yeah, like there are a lot of, like, uh, you know, divisive movies in the six range, but I think seven, you get to the point where you're like, okay, we're hitting, like, classics now. Well, that's good. Yeah. But yeah, but the 69 Rotten Tomatoes one, I'm just like, whoa, because that's, yeah, that's just, oh, that's, it, it, I think it shows the, that transition to, like, super cynicism that happened after a certain point because it, it makes me kind of sad that as a society today we all can't agree that titanic is a good movie <laughs> well i think also like people might not have even watched it recently they might just be putting a review based off of their feeling about titanic in general yeah not having watched it in years so that's mm-hmm. kind of unfair too for all the things that this movie does, I don't think there's a debate. Like, I think, like, the, when you put the whole thing together, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, to be able to say it's a bad movie just does not make sense to me. I think the unfortunate, or not the unfortunate part, but, like, the thing that works against Titanic as far as the, the cynics out there is that it is so long. Mm. The people who don't like, who, like, remember not liking it aren't are less willing to give it a second chance because they're like, it's over three hours. I'm not going to dedicate that much time to something that I don't that I think I don't like but it's so funny because the pacing is amazing oh yeah it's, oh yeah um, but that's not what they're just looking at the timestamp on it I know which is ridiculous but like when when we just saw it in the theater by the time it was over so the movie started yeah. at seven it got out at like 10 30 <laughs> when the movie got out there were so many people around us checking the time and we heard so many people saying oh my god it's 10 30 like yeah. what that went by so fast yeah it's crazy and, and keith did too he was like oh my god i can't believe it's 10 30 that was so I, I always tell my wife like when a lot happens in a movie it makes it feel uh shorter you feel like it would make it seem longer but it, to me it makes it seem shorter because so much gets accomplished 
and it's the pacing ramps up so much because a lot's happening so it's because you're like constantly mentally stimulated right yeah you're not like sitting around waiting for things to happen and it feels long and yeah and, and then you have the first section in the in the present day mm-hmm. and that feels like a completely different thing than the movie than the like mm-hmm. you know than on the ship yeah you're definitely like switching in between modes a little bit sometimes and- yeah exactly but last thing, too, that happened that we haven't been able to talk about, you know, speaking of it being the highest grossing movie and then the second highest grossing movie, know, yeah. it was officially passed by Avengers Endgame and then Endgame also passed Avatar, right? It's the number one highest yeah. grossing movie now. But that also has to do with ticket prices also. Oh, it has to do with a lot of things. Inflation and the fact that there's a lot more movies on streaming, so... I think studios are more selective about what movies they put in theaters. So, mm. in a way, there are less movies in theaters, too. So, yeah. I think, yeah. But I, I think know. specifically with Endgame, it's the fact that... Uh, well, it's, it's the payoff of 22 movies. Or whatever, exactly. Right? So, it's like... Yeah, 22 movies, which is exactly the amount of, amount of years, years Titanic yeah. was at the that's, number one and number two spot. Weird. Which is that's funny. Weird. And then, yeah, like 11 years and the Marvel movies have so many characters in them that already have like built in fan bases. And, you know, there's just this massive franchise that is Marvel. It's been around since the the 30s or 40s. Yeah. You know, it's like so there's already this whole Marvel fan base who you know were waiting for this. So like it makes sense that if a movie was going to pass Titanic, it was going to be something like that. Which, honestly, yeah. I'm not upset about because it's like, wow, okay, it took 22 movies, 11 years, all these characters, yeah. this whole franchise, just to beat the standalone Titanic movie from 1997. Yeah. It's insane. Well, and Star Wars, was did, isn't wasn't Star Wars number three before The Force Awakens? It like, uh, and like that was based... Ooh, it, something like that. It was And that's Star high. Wars and it didn't even pass titanic so it's crazy yeah because when you think about it this is talking about 1997 ticket prices being you know like four dollars 450 roughly yeah and so they hit they passed one billion dollars with fewer theaters um and those ticket prices back in 1997 yeah because a billion dollars is a billion dollars like you know i mean that doesn't change yeah even when it got the re-release, it didn't make in 2012, right? So yeah, it got it made like 300 million worldwide. Yeah, like it, but it still wasn't. It didn't make that much of a difference. Like the amount that it had made already was. Already, I mean, it did push it. It pushed it over two billion. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, it already made like 1.8 billion on its initial run, I think. Yeah. And it's also the only movie from the 20th century in the top 32. Huh. Really? Or the top fifty? No, yeah, I think it. I think it can't so. Can't be thirty-two, right? Because ET was pretty high. And Star, no, the first I'm Star talking Wars like worldwide. The oh, worldwide, worldwide unadjusted. Oh yeah, worldwide probably. Because the it's foreign, crazy. yeah, the foreign market's so huge now. I think the first one, like I think it's thirty-three or something, is Jurassic Park. Yeah, um, I was gonna say Jurassic Park, ET, Star Wars, Shrek. Yeah, two. But that, oh, that Shrek two is twenty-first century. But it's so crazy to me when you think about that. It's just all new movies within the last 10 to 15 years. And then 1997. And then people, if you talk about inflation, like I I looked at adjusted for inflation, like Titanic is still 
really high up there and mm-hmm. the movies that are above it like I'm, almost all of them or there are different runs on the gone with the wind's first run it didn't make even with inflation it didn't make yeah. as much as titanic so mm-hmm. it is interesting to me that the top movies pretty much all the way to like the top 30 are genuinely all sequels except avatar right except for avatar and titanic and et right or no, E.T. Probably. Is E.T.'s top 30? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I looked I look down at the, the other day. They're all sequels are from like a massive, massive franchise, franchise of some yeah. sort. Yeah, yeah. Which is insane. So it's like the only movies that could get close, get in the same ballpark yeah. as Titanic, had to have all of this stuff backing it. That's That's crazy, though. It is crazy. It's very interesting. Yeah. And that's going to, we're going to get into something else about that as we go here. But yeah, so (laughs) that's just some stuff I wanted to get out of the way uh, that, you know, I thought was definitely relevant to the podcast. Um, It was just very exciting seeing it on the big screen again. That's cool. Uh, Needed to talk about it. Yeah, we've been talking about this stuff now for like, (laughs) for like a half an hour. So this could be its own episode. Yeah, actually. So... I feel like it probably should, um, just because we're coming back from a long break. This is kind of like a, a sort of a wrap up, catch up, just sort of like. And plus, if we talk about a scene, it'll be like really long. Yeah, it'll be super long yeah. if we, you know, jump into something else right now. Yeah. So I think for our welcome back little uh, thing here, this this is gonna do it for that. It's funny because the last episode was called Departure. The last scene <laughs> that we died. And now we're quote unquote back. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were on a little voyage there. <laughs> yeah. So thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode, which will be covering Ode to Titanic. Until then, please feel free to leave us a voicemail via Anchor. Link should be in the description. Send us an email, titanicscenebyscene at gmail.com. Follow all of our socials for any updates, like if we're going to be taking a two-month break again or something. <laughs> it's very important to to follow for these sorts of things because, I, again, I know a lot of people are like, where are you? Yeah. And I'm like, follow us and you'd, you'd know. <laughs> so, yeah. All that good stuff, and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.